Hi everybody, thank you so much for checking out our podcast. If you'd like to know more about us or connect with us, then please do go to our church website and we would love to get to know you some more. Here's today's message. We hope it blesses you, encourages and inspires you. Uh, I wonder this morning, who's ready for a party? Who's come to church this morning full of joy, ready to dance the night away? It might be Sunday morning, but we can get the party started at 10.30. Matt, what are you been smoking, you might be asking? Well, let me tell you, today we are starting our new series called The Art of Celebration. One of our values as a church is about embracing life. And if we're to embrace life, a big part of that is celebrating life. Why? Well, what do we know about God? It's been a while since we've done this, but let's say it together anyway. God is good all the time. God is good. And so if God is good, let's celebrate his goodness to us. Let's be a church that's full of joy as we encounter the goodness of God. And so over the next few weeks, as we build up to our church celebration service um, and a bit into February as well, we're going to be talking together about the art of celebration. And this morning, we are going to be starting from um, Psalm, or Psalm 145 together. Um, if you've got sermon notes, you can find them on your chairs. If you'd like to use those, you can find them um, on the church hub as well. Just go to the resources section, and you'll find them there if you like all things electronic. Um, but um, before we come to look at God's word together, let's start with prayer and pray that God would speak to us this morning. Father God, we thank you that you are good, that in you we can celebrate and find joy in who you are. And Lord, this morning we again pray that you would come and reveal your goodness to us. Lord, would your, your spirit be moving in this place, that as we look at this passage together this morning, that it would not just be about words on a page, it wouldn't just be my words, but Lord, it would be you moving and speaking amongst us this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so if you want to look at your Bibles, if you've got them with you, or the words will hopefully appear up on the screen. This morning we're going to be um, looking at Psalm 145 together and going through the first 13 verses. So this is a Psalm of King David, and he writes uh, this to us. I will exalt you, my God the King, I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation commends your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts. They speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. They tell of the power of your awesome works, and I will proclaim your great deeds. They celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All your works praise you, Lord. Your faithful people extol you. Then tell of, they tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might, 
so that all people may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. I wonder if you've ever tried to have a celebration without first feeling joyful. Uh, These two seem to be a bit of a contradiction in terms. It's not very often you go to a wedding and you see the bride and groom celebrating their love for one another, and one of them looks like they don't, just don't want to be there. Um, if there is, the minister usually has words with them before the service starts, uh, let me assure you. Um, celebrations are times of joy and thanksgiving. They are times where we highlight and celebrate the good things and the blessings in our lives. We celebrate our birthdays or our achievements and the highlights of our lives. We love nothing more than being able to celebrate with our friends and our loved ones, celebrating and sharing in their joy. Even on sad occasions, it is still possible to find joy. When a loved one dies, we often hold a funeral service, celebrating their life. But alongside a a funeral service and mourning, we also often hold services of thanksgiving, celebrating the life of the person that has died and the impact they've had on our own lives and the joy that we have found in knowing them. Joy is at the heart of God's character. One of the gifts of God's spirit dwelling in us, the church, his people, is joy. Never mind being the most welcoming church. It's great that churches aspire to be the most welcoming places in town. But have we ever thought that churches should be the most joyful places in town? Imagine if everyone who came into our church left not only feeling how good the sermon was, because I know that happens every week, um, or realizing how nice and friendly everyone was, or uh, celebrating that the heating's on and it's all nice and warm today. But imagine if everyone left this place going, do you know what? That church was the most joyful place I've ever been to. And they saw and encountered the joy of God in and amongst us, his people. Maybe if that was the reputation of the church in this world more. We would see more people engaging with church and seeing church in a different way than they currently do in our society. This is the heart of what we'll be looking at over the next few weeks together as we look at the art of celebration and how we can respond to the goodness of God in our lives. And at the start of a new year, I feel like we can often feel like we're missing out on some joy. Uh, We could all do with a little bit more joy. The highs of Christmas have been a distant memory. Uh, It's dark and it's cold outside. January blues are kicking in. The uh, stresses of life are starting to become our focus again after we've got over the Christmas celebrations and in all that happens in life during that time. And then to mix it all up, there's the ongoing certainty, uncertainty about the new Omicron wave of the pandemic and what impact is it going to have on life. 
If we are to get to the heart of celebration, we need to be people of joy. There is joy to be found in God. But this morning, as we look at this wonderful psalm together, we're going to take a few minutes to explore about how we might embrace and experience that joy, that we might grow in the art of celebration as we celebrate the goodness of God together. And if we are to join in and perfect the art of celebration, then the first thing that I think this psalm shows us that we need to do is to choose to be joyful, to choose to be joyful. Joy is not just a consequence of our circumstances. Yes, our circumstances can give us joy, but joy is also a choice that we can decide to make. I love the way that David starts this psalm. He doesn't start by saying, because of all you've done for me, I will be joyful. He doesn't start by saying, oh, you've told me I should be joyful, so I'll give it a go. Instead, of, he, he starts with a declaration. This wasn't a conditional decision for David to make. It was a decision that he had made that he was going to choose to be joyful. He starts by saying, I will exalt you, my God, King. I will praise your name forever and ever, every day. I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. There was no doubt in David's mind. There were no ifs, no buts, no maybes as to whether he would celebrate his God or not. Regardless of the situation, regardless of the pain, he would be joyful in God. He would exalt him and praise him for he is good. We all have reasons where we can sometimes struggle to be joyful, particularly in the current moment. Maybe some of us are struggling with those January blues and we're not feeling like we want to be up for a party at 10.30 on a Sunday morning. Uh, maybe you're just fed up with the pandemic or, and all the differences it's having on lives. Maybe we've struggled to be joyful with these bits of fabric draped across our faces and it would be nice to see some face for a change. Uh, maybe you're just upset with how things have changed and all these changes that are happening and are struggling. you're struggling to be joyful in the midst of them. Uh, maybe you'd like to see things done differently and because of that you're struggling to be joyful. God is good and as we encounter his goodness, joy should rise within us. And that that joy should be unchanging because the goodness and the joy of God is unchanging. In this sense, joy is a little like love. As anyone who's been in a relationship for some time will know that in any relationships there are ups and there are downs. Sometimes Rachel thinks I am the most amazing man in the world. Uh, you may think it's hard to believe, uh, but she does. That's why she married me, and that's why I was quick to snap her up before she changed her mind. Um, but uh, that is, uh, she sometimes thinks I'm wonderful, which is great. Um, however, I have to also confess that sometimes Rachel thinks I'm the most annoying man on the planet. Uh, some of you are now thinking, yeah, I can see that. Um, but uh, yeah, strangely enough, Rachel thinks that I can be annoying. We have a little bit of a joke in our house where I sometimes say to Rachel, 
you wouldn't want to change a thing about me, would you, darling? Uh, and she looks at me and just says, let's not start that conversation. Um, in love, there are great highs, uh, but in those moments where I am being the most annoying man in the pl on the planet, Rachel's love for me does not disappear. The circumstances might change, but the love remains. And it's the same with finding joy in God. In the highs, we can, we can all know and feel the immense joy of God in a wonderful and uplifting way. However, in the lows, where maybe we don't feel as happy, where maybe our circumstances are not so great, there is still joy to be found as we encounter the joy of God. This morning, as we start a new year in the life of our church, may we once again be a church who choose to be joyful. Being joyful doesn't mean we don't have to be real, but it means that just like David, we've decided to make a declaration over our lives that we will continue to celebrate the goodness of God, that regardless of our circumstances, we will exalt our God, the King, and we will praise his name forever. And notice how in David's declaration there, there are two different periods of time. Firstly, he declares in verse 1 that he will praise God's name forever. David is committed to being joyful for the duration of his life. This was not a short-term decision. It wasn't like this week things sound good, so I'll be joyful. This was like, no, God, from this point forward, I will be joyful in who you are. But how do you make such a long-standing, ongoing commitment and faithfully stick to it? How can you choose to be joyful now when you don't know what the future holds for you? Well, in verse 2, David gives us the answer, where he says, Every day I will praise you. As we grow and develop the art of celebration within our church, within our lives, as we stand in the goodness of God, may we follow David's example. May we choose to be joyful in our God, that as we do so, we might start by daily fixing our eyes on him, praising him and seeing him afresh each day and seeing just how joyful we can be as we encounter the goodness of our God. And as we choose to be joyful, as we choose to make that declaration on our lives, we can then choose to live our lives joyfully. We can uh, be joyful because we see God's character. In verse uh, 3, David proclaims, Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. As we see God for who he is, this transforms the way that we live our lives. It transforms the perspective and the way we see our day-to-day -day circumstances. As we see the goodness of God, it fills us with joy that we might see and encounter his goodness. As we see the holiness and wonder of God, it fills us with joy that we can have a relationship with him. As we see 
the greatness of God, the goodness of God. It fills us with joy that in our humility, we have the privilege of worshipping God in all his wonder and splendor and majesty. As we see the character of God, our hearts and our lives are filled with joy. I don't know if you've ever been around or in the room with someone who's just so full of joy. And as whenever you see them, maybe it's a good friend of yours, and whenever you see them, you just can't help but smile because their joy is infectious. It's the same with God, that as we encounter the joy of God, that joy rubs off into our lives. We can be, choose to be joyful when we see not only who God is, not only his character in our lives, but also what he has done. David tells us how God's character is displayed in his actions. And just like David, we can be hope joyful as we see the goodness of God revealed in our lives. David says this, one generation commends your works to another. And then David writes, they will tell of the power of your awesome work. God is not distant or theoretical. He is living and active, and we can experience his goodness and his joy in our lives today. The question is, how do we see God at work? If you're struggling to see God, if you think tomorrow morning, how can you wake up and see God's goodness and God's joy in your lives? Well, again, David gives us the answer in verse 6. And as he tells us that uh, we can find joy and see God's goodness by meditating on God's wonderful works. Living joyfully involves pausing. It involves fixing our minds on the joy and the goodness of God. Meditating involves stilling ourselves and creating space. It means closing our minds to the distractions around us and instead fixing our minds on something else. The joy of God is always there for us to experience and to encounter. We can see it in his character. We can see it in what he does. If only we would be still and make space for him to reveal his goodness to us. This is why prayer is so important. Prayer is not just about us reading off a list of things that we want God to do for us in the hope that it might reveal uh, his joy in the way that we want to see it revealed in our lives. Prayer also creates spaces that we can meditate and on the wonderful works of God. It creates space for us to see from different perspectives and it enables us to know and live joyfully in our, for our minds, hearts and lives are fixed on the joy of God. As we meditate, we see the joy of God's character and the things he has done and this leads us then to celebrate in verse 7, David again declares, they celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. 
meditation and fixing our minds on God and seeing who God is and what he's like always lead us to celebration, to praise, to worship, to declaration of who he is and what he has done. Meditation reveals to us the wonder of who God is and it gives us hope. It gives us life. It gives us purpose and it gives us joy. Joy that cannot be constrained but has to be expressed and sung out. We cannot keep the joy that we find in God to ourselves. We have to proclaim it. So this week, I wonder, how might you live joyfully? Could you take some time to uh, meditate and to pause and to fix your eyes on Jesus that you might see again his goodness and be filled with joy? Could you know God differently? Could you see his character for who he is, that he's not just some old legalistic fuddy-duddy stood on a cloud that tries to take all the joy out of life, but he is actually the source of joy, the one who gives joy to our lives? Could you know God differently and see him for who he is? What wonderful things has God done in your life? Where has he blessed you? How has he sustained you? How has he provided for you? How has he loved you? How might you be able to celebrate who God is and what he has done? May our lives not just be defined by the circumstances that surround us, but may we be deeply rooted as we focus on and marvel in the joy of Jesus in our lives. We can choose to be joyful and we can live our lives joyfully for God. But this joy is not just for us here today. It's also joy that is available for everyone. In verses 8 and 9, David proclaims this. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all that he has made. The joy of God is available to each and every person in this world. And that joy is found in the grace, compassion, and the love of Jesus. How can you be joyful when all around you is falling apart? How can you be joyful when there are some really real reasons that you might be struggling to celebrate and be joyful this morning? Well, the answer is ultimately found in Jesus. When all around you is falling apart, you can be assured that God's love for you stands firm and true. When you are facing real challenges and difficulties, you can continue to hold on to the abundant grace that we all find in Jesus. When you are left distraught, you can know the compassion of Jesus remains with you and will always be with you, no matter how difficult life might be. But how can we be so sure in the grace, the compassion, and the love of Jesus? Well, Jesus has already revealed his love to us. He did so on that cross, so that we might see the full extent of his love, his grace, and his compassion. That regardless of how broken and helpless we might be, we might be restored. 
He died to demonstrate his compassion for us that we might see how much he loves us, that he was willing to give his life as a sacrifice in our place, that through his death we might find life. Because of God's grace, we can find joy. Because of his grace, we can celebrate. It is because of his grace that we can be full of joy and give him the praise, the worship, and celebrate who he is this morning. So may we put into practice the art of celebration as we celebrate with joy and reveal the joy that we have in God to all around us. Let's choose to be people who are joyful as we fix our eyes on Jesus together. May we know or may we live our lives in the knowledge of his goodness to us. Not basing us on basing our joy on the circumstances that surround us, but finding joy in our identity in Jesus. And as we live our lives full of joy, may we reveal and proclaim the joy to all the, uh, to, of Jesus to all the world, that they too might come to know the wonder of his joy revealed to them through the love grace and compassion that we find in Jesus. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you for the fact that you are good and that you continue to reveal your goodness to us. And Lord, as we encounter your goodness, Lord, we want to celebrate your goodness. We want to praise you and proclaim you for the joy that we find in the goodness of who you are. And so, Lord, this this week, we pray once again that you would help us to continue to choose to be joyful, that we will continue to fix our eyes on who you are and celebrate who you are. We pray that you would help us to know your joy in our lives. Lord, for those who are facing those January blues or those difficulties in their lives at this moment, we pray that you would once again reveal your love and your joy in their lives. Would you surround them with your love and your grace and your compassion, we pray. And Lord, we pray that each and every person in this community, in this church, in this world, would come to know that you are the God who is good, the God in whom we can find joy, and that they would, find, they would know that joy for themselves, that they might see the wonder of your love and grace for them, the love and grace that sets us free and gives us joy. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.